All right, thank you guys for tuning in to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We're here live. We're going to do a live podcast at the Growler USA microbrewery here in Jinx, Oklahoma. Mason will be joining us soon, but we are sitting here with a rock star, total rock star, manager of a uh, very growing and fastly moving car wash. Drew, introduce yourself. Who, who is the man, the legend, the myth, Drew? Good afternoon. Like you said, my name is Drew, and I have the pleasure of running the Cruising Autos Bar in Bixby as the general manager. I've been with that location about a year and a half now. Like you mentioned, uh, we do do details. We're primarily known as the exterior wash, but details of full service are definitely our goals. I mean, so how many, I mean, what are you guys at now? You, I know when you guys took it over, it was very low. There was, they didn't even have detailers there. Um, I mean, where you guys have grown it dramatically. You know, you don't have to give exact figures, round ballparks. I mean, what are you guys doing now for a car wash that didn't do any detailing at all and have grown it to how much? I believe in the last year and a half or so, we've grown about 27% on the inside cleaning and on the detail part. We went from doing about one to two full serves a day, basically, to being able to do about 20 to 30 a day on a regular day. And on full serves, we started in real low numbers. They never really detailed before we took over as a company. So that was definitely a growing field, and uh, we're up to around about six to seven thousand dollars a month in details. So, what about full details? Uh, full details are definitely our main selling tickets uh, for most vehicles. They start off about two twenty-five. You can get the best outside treatment, best inside, everything on the inside, shampooed, clean. On the outside, it comes with the clay bar, scratch removal, and a high sealant wax that lasts about three to six months. So, but I mean, where are you guys at now on that? I mean, because virtually none, and I know one of the main targets was to grow the full serve, and full serve is sort of like an express detail in a sense, right? You're not, you're not getting out your toothbrushes, and you're not, you know, fine-tuning everything, but it's more like an express cleaning, um, which is a good package for any detail shop or even any detailer. I mean, when I was a mobile detailer, we did a ton of express. We called them mini details. I mean, we made a very large profit off of in and out quick little cleanings, you know. So I don't, I don't think when people are like, ah, bullshit, that's not a detail. I'm like, that's just a washing bag. Like, cool, I get it. Like, I understand why you feel that way. At the same time, there's a lot of money to be made in just express cleanings. Um, but so where are you at on full details? You know, how many of you guys pumping out a month? A month, we average about $7,000 a month, but... We probably do about 60 details in that time, anywhere from expresses to the fleets, interiors. We've got several different levels of uh, detailing. It depends what the customer wants or what they need. Yeah. Now, how many guys you got working for you in the shop? In the shop, uh, detailers, capable. There's about four of us in there at all times throughout the week. Uh, we take turns on full search and on detail, but there are fools fully trained to detail at all times. Um, and started with zero. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, what's this yes, sir bullshit? What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's not an interview. Drew is, I'll tell you this much, guys, for those of you tuning in, um, you know, you, you don't know. Uh, Drew, uh, I do, I've known him for a bit, is extremely professional, always courteous. Uh, any customer that comes on a lot, he's right there, like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Um, so I think the professionalism that, that you bring um, definitely has helped. When you think of customer service, like what goes through your mind? Why are you so professional around customers? That is what makes or breaks the business. 
That's what customers come in for. I mean, customer service can change somebody's day. Just a friendly greeting. We try to go that extra mile every day. With they come in for a wash, but it's the experience. Yes, yes. It's the experience that keeps them. Yes. So we, what's your guys' experience? I mean, you, you're very, very customer service oriented. Well, we take time to train every employee and just let them know what we expect, what the customer expects. And anything? I mean, just expectations is it? Yeah, we expect the best from everybody. Uh, we'll set no none less. And is that is that the same way? I mean, so you guys have multiple locations. Yeah, so we got one in Norman. You started at the Norman location. Now, yes, is that the way they? Is, Sorry. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like it. What's that happening? I'm gonna come onto the lot and be like, "Yeah, where's my yes, sir?" All right. Uh, so you started there in in Norman. How long were you there? I was at the Norman location roughly seven years. I've been with the company all together about eight years all together. Nice, nice. Um, and so, how'd you feel when you took the uh, promotion to move up and basically you're GMing the whole store? Well, I wanted more responsibility, and they definitely gave it to me. Uh, this is a chance to see everything I want, everything I focus on happening, and this is a really great experience all the way around. So when you when you started, um, any experience car washing at all? I mean, like running the equipment and managing all the people? Tell me about that process. Like, what made you go into, you said, you said eight years? Eight years ago, think back, like, what made you go into the business? Why did you want to get into it? Well, basically, uh, the car wash is directly down the street from where I was living. I seen a now hiring sign. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, needed a yeah. job. So that worked out pretty well for me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're actually a really great company to work for. They kept me busy they, the last they few are. years. Yeah, they, they really are. And there was room for advancement, which is something everybody looks for. I mean, eight years So ago, what was your I, first job when you walked in? What, what were you? My first job, I think I shined tires for about my first week there. <laughs> and, that's the tester. The shining tires, all the up and down, that'll, that'll get you. And that's your favorite part today, right? Getting on your uh, knees? Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, definitely you a need a second here. Yeah. Cool. You want, you want to do flies, right? Sure, oh, yeah. we'll take them. Sorry, okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, come back and tell us what they are, though. Uh, all right. So, Drew told me when... when we were going to meet for some beers. Um, he told me, he said, well, I only drink Miller Lite. So I reached out to Mason. I was like, Mason, uh, hey, man, uh, <laughs> we need a flight of <laughs> beers that resemble something around Miller. All right? Um, and he told us to get out. Do me a favor and we take a picture of that with here. I'm using my phone, so I can't. I want to make sure we get that picture. Cool. Um, so he's got a whole flight for us, and we're going to be able to dive into them, taste them all. And, um, you know, if you don't like them, you don't like them. We just want to know, you know, what your thoughts are. So we're going to we're gonna go through on this podcast. We're going to talk about a couple different things as far as how you guys have grown, all the different things that you've done. Um, but I would love to see what somebody who only drinks Miller Lite thinks of craft beer. All right, and Miller Lite's fine. Like so, when I was a mobile detailer, one of the uh, the main places that I lived, where I learned how to back up a trailer, was at a small apartment complex um, 
that had this really, really tight fit where I, you know, because I rented one of those garages, you know, that I could pull my trailer into. And so sometimes I'm sitting there for 20 minutes, you know, like creeping my trailer in. Sometimes it, you know, if those of you guys that are mobile, you know, like sometimes that trailer just fits right in line and you can do whatever you want. Sometimes it's being a little biatch and uh, <laughs> you run around. But anyway, at that uh, apartment complex, a mile away was a place called Sutures. And Sutures was a cool little bar that was set up, right, to kind of look medical in a sense, but like medical for like crazy medical. So it had like a lot of old school memorabilia of like crazy stuff from doctors or this and that. And they had Miller Lite 32 ounce for like $1.25. Like, we were there all the time. Talking about drinking on a budget, like... It still ain't much more. Yeah, it's still not much more. But, like, and they probably even had sales of, like, 50 cents or something. Like, it was stupid. We're talking, like, 2004. I mean, we're talking a little bit ago. But, uh, I mean, Miller Lite, so have you ever experimented with Miller Lite? Have you ever tried to put random shit in it? (laughs) No, no. I'm pretty straightforward. I had to, like... I drink it for a little while. Like at first, I'd go in and get whatever, and then as as the budget really kicked in, I would like. We were there all the time, so there was like, yeah, they just knew us and brought us Miller Lite. I got into olives. You ever done green olives and Miller Lite? No, I'm Man, that became the go-to. She would just bring me a whole thing of olives. I'd squeeze a bunch of them in and like snack on them while they like. I think it was the salt. Like I really think it was the salt is what I liked about it. It gave Miller Lite some flavor. That sounds awful. <laughs> I might have to try it. Yeah. Uh, we've been playing around with some different people who have come on the podcast, and they do orange juice. Orange juice in their beer. I never tried that. Either. I never tried it either, but uh, we, we just uh, made a comment on one of our posts about he does Miller Lite. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a detailer that used to be at the Mazda store. He's now a pilot. His name's Alex. Um but he made a comment that he does Miller Lite with orange juice, so you might want to try it. All right, you want to get down on one of these? Oh, yeah, give it a shot. All right, so uh, whew, how do we know which is which? I was going to ask you that. I thought you were the pro. Well, not at flights. I generally don't do flights, but I'm getting more experienced with them. All right, we're just going to take a guess because Mason had to go take care of somebody. Um, the first one is a Rhinelander T20? I have no idea. We're going to go with this one. How about that one? That's either going to be the Lime Pilsner. Oh, it is. That's the Lime Pilsner, I think. No, I don't know what that is. What do you think? First thing that goes to your mind when you take it. It's pretty smooth. Aftertaste definitely as great as the Miller taste. It's pretty smooth. It's it's smooth out the go, like easy swallow. That's the way we like it, right? Oh, yeah. All right, what's our first one? Is this the first one? That is the first Yeah, so it goes clockwise. Wherever, yeah, so that that should be the Rhinelander Rhinelander flight. flight. Okay, Uh cool. Rhinelander. So don't know what's in it. Mason will come back and tell us. (laughs) But very smooth, very smooth. So when... When you're there at the car wash in Norman, right, you progress from tire shine to what, windows? <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
They generally start most people off on tires to see if they're going to stick around and what their work ethic and hustle is, basically. From there, you definitely learn uh, how to do the windows properly using the box method, just prevent streaks, that's our main thing. And then from there, you go on to vacuuming and working on the start area. From there, I definitely learned detail. After that, it was all management. Yeah. Well, that's a big that's a big part of it. All right, Mason made it. Uh, all right, Mason, tell us what's a what, who's Rhinelander? What is this? Super yummy. Ryan, yeah, it's a it's a traditional American lager out of the Wisconsin area. I guess we should say what is Miller Lite. Miller Lite, yeah, Miller Lite is a, it's an American pilsner. And again, there's there's two type, two types of beers. Uh, you got a lager and an ale, and a, a pilsner is a German style uh, lager, and so uh, yeah, Rhinelander is in that family. Mm-hmm. So how does so so there's lager and ale. That's mm-hmm. it. Pil- the only yeah, lager and ale, the two types of yeast. Or the two types of yeast. Yeah, lager is a pilsner comp. Yeah, okay, but, sorry. You know, lager is a bottom fermenting yeast, which ferments in colder temperatures, which produces a, a little bit of a, probably a crisper feel or taste. They tend to be lighter in color. I mean, almost always lighter in color. Yeah. Uh, whereas an ale yeast is a top fermenting yeast, uh, which ferments at higher temperatures and usually produces more fruitiness or, or different characteristics to beer. Okay. And so you said Pilsner is a lager. Yes. Uh-huh. It's and a German how, style. How lager. is that different? Like, well, Pilsner is a style of lager. Like it's a I, style of lager. Like okay. an IPA would be a style of a, a ale. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Two types of yeast, and each of those yeasts can produce a multitude of beers. Uh, like Oktoberfest, or it's a, a Meritzen beer, which uses a lager yeast. Okay. So, yeah. So, we drink. So, he's traditionally used to Miller Lite. We mm-hmm. said is that's a Pilsner or a lager? Pilsner. Oh, it's a lager, but it's a, it's a, it's a Pilsner-style beer. Made with a lager yeast. Well, I guess I'll put it that way. Does that make huh. sense? I got Pilsner. it. Does that make sense? Yes, I got okay. it. <laughs> it's a right. Pilsner style beer, which made with a lager yeast. And so, what is this? Rhinelander. Rhinelander. It's, a, it's out of Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, very straightforward. Uh, you know, it, a lot of people would consider it less than craft, but I like it. I usually set it, sell them in like eight ounce uh, little bottles. Around it's super smooth. Like I said, like it. No, I mean, we, a great, we said it's yeah, super smooth. It's a great morning beer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Is. Yeah, like it's it's so clean uh-huh. that like literally you could just keep drinking it. I could I could definitely see how that would be a mm-hmm. traditional type uh, beer. All right, so mm-hmm. Big Sky Summer Honey is that next? This that's week? next. Yep. Yeah. You know, you should taste the honey in it. That's and Big Sky Big Sky's is out of Montana. Montana. Uh, Moose Rule is probably the oh, most famous yeah. beer, which is a great My least favorite. No, you I don't can't like stand it. it. <laughs> I'm literally like, like the only person that does not like Moose Rule. A lot of people like it. I mean, it's a popular I know, it's beer. super popular. I can't yeah. stand it. I think maybe I just see the name and then the taste and I just, the, like the look, I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. What do you think? Maybe I'll, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's smooth like the last one. I don't know. I definitely think the... Think you taste the honey? Yeah, I taste it. Yeah, you can taste the smooth I'm the really honey. big on like the extra taste. I always just like the beer. Like when it gets fruity and all that. <laughs> I don't oh, know. shit. We're going to be trouble here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so your fate, like, so the reason you drink Miller is for just that, You that's to you, that's beer. That's beer. Yeah. That's beer. Mm-hmm. Champagne of beers. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's smooth. Smooth, no bad aftertaste. No flavor either, I guess, right? 
Like, because if, if you point, which is completely cool. No, Don't feel no, bad no, about it. No, like, no, there that's isn't. your own palate. Like, <laughs> I just mean when we, you tasted this, you were like, ooh, no, you don't like anything fruity. Yeah. Like, you like the solid beer. Like, yeah, what is it, the hop? There's no hops. So what is it? There, there are hops, but it's, just, it's very it's very little hop profile. And if you're like this, it would be, they added honey uh, in, in, yeah. into a traditional lager uh, beer. But no, in like a lager, in like a Miller. You know, I mean, no, of course. Nothing, no, nothing like that. So. Of course there's going to be. Of course, it's going to be hops because, right, they market always. all. There's, you know, they're always marketing, throwing hops around or something. You know, there's always hops. But yeah. what flavor is in, like, a Miller? Nothing? It would be a it's noble a, hop. Yeah. Like, usually a, gosh, I mean, I don't know if it would be a Hallertau or a Saws. Or it would be one of the noble hops out of Germany or Germany or something. So, yeah, one of those. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, this was the Big Sky Summer Big Sky Honey. Summer Honey. Right. Next, we got what? Elk, Elk Valley, Valley Firefly. And where's Elk Valley from? Elk Valley is uh, from Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you called it Firefly. So what? So what is that? A, I think I believe it's a, a wit style beer. It's a Belgian, oh. a Belgian white style beer. Oh, you gotta like that. It's got pretty good taste. Yeah, it really does. Not bitter neither smooth. No, it's very smooth, a little sweetness, but it's yeah. not yeah. So there's there's plenty of so what is a white a wit oh, it's a they use coriander Well there's some people that have said spices. white there's some white ales, wit. right? Yeah. Uh, well it would be a wit beer or a wit beer uh, in Belgium and so they yeah, they use coriander, some other spices to, to give it a little bit of character. But they, they tend to have yeah, some fruit or citrus notes. Too. Where did I dream like of white? Why did I think you said this was a white ale? Uh, there are white. Yeah, there, there are. That's what. I'm trying to think now. Sam Adams has done one. But this yeah, is. But, 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 but Vit beer is. Yeah, a wit. Yeah. 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 And what's different about it? Uh, well, it's different than the others. Uh, but it's certainly an ale in a, Ger- in a in a Belgian or European style ale. So it, it uses a different style of yeast, so that's why you get a little more fruitiness out of it. Hmm. Do you taste fruit? Well, it's got more taste than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not bitter at all. No, no, it's no. really not. So orange, orange, coriander, those types of characteristics tend to come out. Which is beer. like a blue moon. Yeah. They yeah. push heavy on the coriander, orange peel. Mm-hmm. Bud Light now has a Bud Light orange. Yep. Have you had it? I have not. No. Tastes like an orange Gatorade. Yeah. yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. If, I, if I get desperate mm-hmm. before. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Definitely more taste than those other two. And is that the German part? Is that why there's more flavor? Why is it more flavor than that one? Well, no, the, the flavor is different because of the ale, uh, because of the ale yeast that they use in there, uh, which is peculiar to that style. So it's the yeast. And then also they, they will add those spices like coriander or orange peel. And what flavor is coriander? Like what should we think of when we think like, I know they come it's in like, like those little. Yeah, little, they're like little pepper, like black pepper balls. Yeah. Um, you crush them. I mean, it has a certain, I mean, it has a coriander spice. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever that is. But it goes well with vanilla. Yeah, it actually works well with cinnamon, works well with orange. I mean, so okay. they, they all, that, that, the spices complement each other. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? You found one yet? 
we're, we're three into the six. You found one to beat the Miller Lite? Oh, no. Oh, no. But number three. The number three is close. Yeah, you like the Firefly? Okay, yeah. good, good. And I, the brewer there, Don Elkins, is a great guy. He's a good dude. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, and he knows his beer <laughs> much better than I do. And they're, they're from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma you said? Oklahoma City, they are, yep. yep. Uh, how long have they been in business? I want to say four or five years. They've been mm. around for a minute. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've been around. They have been around. Yeah. Yep. Sort of like Drew. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we have the nine-band hoof snake. Ooh, heffy. It's a Hefeweizen, which is a traditional German wheat beer, and it, it should have uh, flavors of, uh, of banana and clove. At Oktoberfest, everybody's going to go for Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Those, and Hefeweizens. I go, I go for the heavies. Yeah, most people go for the Oktoberfest beers, or, uh, but this, or Dunkelweizen. Or, this is a or optometrist. Or optometrist. I always go for optometrist. Not optometrist. Optometrist. Oh. Right? Isn't that... Or no, Optimator. That's what it's mm. called. Optimator. Optimator. Yep. Optimators uh, love Optimator. Mm. Oh, I love that. Oh, so you like the flavor of the beer. I love the flavor. You see, the, you get banana, we clove. Two different I, I get no banana. No. Except at the very end. There is, which to me is not, so Hefeweizen is my favorite beer of all time. Mm-hmm. Franz and Sconer is my number one. one. Oh, yeah. Yep. And to me, that has the most flavor mm-hmm. of banana and all that. Uh, so I did always compare that to any other heffies. This, I've got, when I first tasted, and it might be the other beers that I've gone sure. through. But there's almost a citrus at the first. Is that, is that just the mixture of the other beers? It might be, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, banana, clovey, clove gives it kind of, it can give that off, yeah. Clove can give a citrus. But, but it, what do you think of this one? Too much fruit flavored. It is fruity. Too much. No, it is. No, it is. So I'm not the only one that gets the citrus. Yeah. Because yeah, to me, is. I don't. In a traditional Hefeweizen, and now help us with this. There's a German Hefeweizen, and then there's American Hefeweizen. Yeah, well, it's in the yeast. The Americans tend to be cleaner, not as much banana and clove. Yeah, there. which I don't like at all. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. To be honest, I don't care so much for like a Boulevard weed or some of those other. Which well, no, a, I like that, but that's not a Hefeweizen. No, not well. A Hefeweizen. I mean, what's you, the what's the beer? There's an American Hefeweizen that has a W. Vidmer, huh? Widmer. Widmer out of yes. Southern Oregon. That's what a lot of yeah. people love as an American Hefeweizen. That's one of the originals too. You and I tried it, and I I couldn't finish it. I didn't uh, like it. It's well, it doesn't have as much character. Zero. And I, and yeah. I think it's yeast. I think it's the yeast. That's what it is. It's the yeast in it. Yeah. Hmm. All right, move on. We can come back. I'm kind of lost now. Uh, me too, and then mine got rough messed tail up. E-juice. Oh no! So now this is super popular, right? It a is. A tail e juice. That so Don't when you talk to Luke, you will let him know that you t- you drank an e juice. He'll be extremely impressed. Yeah. It's <laughs> a very American. It's an American. Pop- it's a, a New England style IPA, so it should, it's juicy, and uh, it ain't bitter. So yeah, uh, but it's super popular super here in popular. Oklahoma. Crazy a lot of people popular. love e juice. But it has Interesting. Of, why'd you put e, why'd you put an IPA if he likes Miller Lite? Because it's, I think it's always good to try something you never. I mean, I mean, you never, maybe, maybe something maybe will grab something his will flavor. Yeah, something will grab your palate. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean you don't you don't go. From, and we put it towards the end so that you've had enough beers already that maybe all of a sudden <laughs> this maybe you'll be, be dead here. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for sip number two. Definitely more stout to taste, but of all like 
the IPAs, they're mm-hmm. normally a stouter taste, a little heavier. Yeah. This one's definitely a lighter version. It's not bad. Yeah. I'm normally it should not be a, a little sweeter and fruitier than so that. So yeah. the very first, like you just, as you're starting to pull it, like you smell the, the fruitiness, the citrus, mm-hmm. and it's solid there in your mouth. Like yeah. you got tons of flavor all the way through. It's got more flavor than other IPAs I've tasted at least. Right, it's a different style of IPA too. Yeah. And it so covers it that bitterness. Like it's there. Like you taste, there's yeah, well, that there's, hint. There's, certainly there's a hint right Aroma there. Aroma especially. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But it definitely covers it up very well. When nice people say it's bitter, like, like you're, you aren't puck, puckering up when you drink it. <laughs> no. No. no that could, like, that's a definite go-to. Yeah. You could drink that all night long. Yeah. Do you taste is do you taste the beer in it? If you in Miller Lite and you taste beer in Miller Lite, like that flavor that you like, do you taste it in there? Over those fruity drinks we just had, definitely. So definitely, you that there's a bit more flavor for you. Yeah, a bit more beer flavor. I like the I don't know, just the basic beer taste is what I go for. And but there's that's still too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 sweet, it's, uh, it's a little it's citrusy. Fun. Yeah, totally but fine. But normally they're really stout and hard. This one definitely isn't bad as far as I see smoother. it. That's the one reason oh, yeah. I picked that one versus any other. Oh, yeah, I like well, it. Well, and that's it. And then the whole idea is, yeah, yeah you like Miller Lite? And if you like a beer, go to it. But it's all, I mean, you never know when you <laughs> might find something that you know, exactly. is another style that you appreciate. So, yeah. I like it. I put it back up to finish here in a minute. Okay. We'll go to the final beer. You went to um, Lime Pilsner. Yes, and we've had this. Yeah, yeah. You went to it's a brewery out of Salt Lake City, and they incorporate lime uh, uh, into the beer. See, they ain't bad when they put lime in it, as long as it ain't so much like the Bud Light taste. Well, that see, one's just awesome. Oh, the Bud Light lime. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Ooh, man, that's if there's a Bud Light beer that I'm drinking, it's Bud Light lime. I love Bud Light lime. The orange, the lime, I just can't do it, man. No, no, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, this? Yeah. This ain't bad compared to that. No. I mean, this has got like a crisp, citrus. A little more taste. subtle, isn't it? Yeah. It's not a over. Yeah. It's not so hard, like, yep. as sweet like that. Mm-hmm. This is definitely summer at the lake, summer mowing the backyard. Like, it's definitely that lime is not too overly powering, but oh, yeah. it's there. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. What other beers that are mainstream are Pilsner? Uh, the uh, the Big Sky uh, Lager. Is not craft. No. Oh. 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 You're talking about mainstream? Yeah, mainstream. Oh, all of them. Bud. Bud Light. Coors. Coors Light. Miller. Miller Light. Those are all. All Pilsner. All Pilsner. That style beers, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that would might be then, if you're at a bar, and you're traditionally drink one of the main top three, whatever mm-hmm. you know, yeah. then maybe ask for ask yeah, for a pilsner. pilsner. Yeah. And you know, founders make. If really they don't good. have like, if you're randomly at a place that doesn't have Bud Light, and that's your go-to. Founders Light. makes a good one. Well, most of most of the big breweries are making pretty good ones right now. Yeah. Yep. Pilsner's the go-to if yep. that's what you're used to. Yep. Cool. You can always find something. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's really not bad. I like the lime in that one. Yeah. You definitely like the lime in it. You're going after that one. <laughs> <laughs> the last one's still full. Cool. At the end of the day, you don't have to order a glass of lime. <laughs> Mason, thanks for your time, man. You're welcome. Really appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Mason, it's good yeah, to meet you, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah, yeah, no, I know you gotta get back. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, yeah, no worries. All right, so what was your favorite one out of there? I'm gonna probably go with the Firefly. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it just had the best taste out of all of them. It didn't have too much of a fruity taste. That was... The third one up. Oh, yeah, third one. I already drank that one all the way. Yeah. I had a good beer, hoppy taste. Not too much fruit. Pretty smooth at the same time, though. Man, for me, I was actually very surprised. Um, it was, to me, it was between the Hoop Snake Heffy and the I E-Juice. You hated it? I hated you it. You hated the heavy? Yeah, that one's full. You see that? Mm-hmm. All those was empty. Yeah, that one's definitely full. <laughs> you definitely taste. only took like a yeah. couple sips out of there. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's too much taste. Uh, too much taste. Too much fruit. When has everybody, much, when has anybody ever said there's too much taste? That's like saying there's, oh man, she had too much ass. <laughs> I agree, I agree, I agree. Actually, there is such a thing as too much ass. But, but okay, think, let's go. She had, her, her boobs were too big. That's too much boob. Like, I can't do it. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not going to my concerns. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> get in trouble with what I'm going to do. Oh. All right, so what, which one are you finishing off? I just finished off the one I like, the uh, Firefly. Yeah, good choice. So you'd have to last because it's definitely the best tasting. All right, so as you grew into, and the way the way a car wash is set up, and, and which is which is completely, so here's what's interesting. There are detailers that will market their service against car washes because of being automatic, having soft cloth or foam or but they're going to say brushes and there's a lot of uh you know marketing against car washes right that's just the way detailers they seem to go but at the same time what's super interesting you have some people that have come onto the podcast jennifer uh tourcott uh cars metology who she started in the exact same position as you she said that she knew a car wash that needed help and she just basically went and got a job and fell in love with the process of cleaning cars we've had i think it was evan that had come on i mean we've had i would say at least half a dozen full-blown detailing guy well dj who runs a uh, three uh truck mobile detailing business um myself uh i was at a wash um there's multiple people that have come on that have worked at car washes and then transitioned into detailing. I went the other way. I was a detailer who then went into a car wash, right? So I was a little back asswards, seems to happen in my life. Um, as you're going through and you're, you started at tires and doing tire shine, you get to win, like, as you start going into, what kept you there? Like, why did you like doing it? It's the interaction with the customers. Uh, anytime you're able to make a customer's day, make them smile, that definitely makes a difference to them. And to the, uh, if you don't feel the same way, I mean, you're probably not in the right field because car wash is basically customer service these days. You want to make your customer as happy as possible. 
do everything you can when you do detail on their car. Well, it goes to two. It goes back to the experience. Customer service is customer experience, right? Like the customer, when he comes onto the lot, he wants to have a good experience. That starts with customer service, and then the experience through the tunnel, or the experience through the detail shop or the full service lane, right? It's twofold. Oh yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's gonna keep happening. It's gonna keep happening. I know, bro. That's just who you are, which is very respectful. So, but while you're there, like you move from the tire shine line, you're like you're into the full service line, like besides the customer service, did you like doing the work? Did you like doing the cleaning? Or it was only the interaction with the customers? I like the work. I definitely like seeing the before and after. Right, that's the best. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to detailing, you definitely get to see your work ethic. You get to show them everything you know. There's so many different techniques and everything you could do to help a customer out. And it's definitely the before and the after. We like to show the customer what we did to the car. It's your artistic expression. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is what we say, like detailing, whether that's like express or full, like whichever avenue that you're in on detailing, it's an expression. It's an art form. Yeah, that's to be able to take something that's out. dirt. Exactly. You it's don't rush art. it. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. You can, it doesn't matter what paintbrush you use or what canvas, like... You take your expression and you do it. You could give a guy a, um, a microfiber towel and cleaner, and he might spray it onto his rack first. He might spray it onto the door first. You know, he might wipe in one direction. He might wipe in another direction. It's his expression onto the canvas, quote-unquote, of the interior of the car to make it what he wants it, right? Yeah. So you fell in love with that. Yeah, yeah. What was it about? It was it the cleaning? Did you did you go from like a, you have a OCD and you want something clean? <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. Is that I, what it is for I you? I feel like I have an OCD and cleaning is just my national. That's my national. So thing. is your house spotless? It's all the time, all the time. Your house is spotless. It is gets, your car spotless? All the time. Wow. I mean, my house gets mopped every two days at least. Mm. It's cleaned every day. I feel the same way about my car. I try to drop most customers off when they get a detail appointment in my car, just so they can see how it's supposed to be. Hell yeah, bro. Good for you, because my car is never clean. <laughs> like, my house is never clean. Um, that's, that's interesting, because a lot of detailers, they spend so much time cleaning other people's cars, they don't want to keep their own car clean. If you don't for love you, what you do, it shows. That's right. No, that's that's awesome. Like, for you, you just like cleanliness. Like, that's your OCD. I feel like that's definitely one were of the things. Were you always that way, like, as a kid? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's one of the things people judge you the most. Where were you on, raised? Your appearance. Uh, I was raised in basically in Anadarko. It's a little bitty town. Not a lot of people know it. Is that in Oklahoma? It's, yes, it's in, it's in Oklahoma. How many people are in Anadarko, Oklahoma? Not much. Not 500? Much. <laughs> we, got, we got a few thousand. I think we're up to about 10,000 people. Up there. to 10,000? Cool. Yeah. So you got a stoplight now? We, we have a Walmart. Oh, we have, you have a, Walmart. a Walmart. Yes, we're pretty proud of our Walmart. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Uh, so it's funny. When I went to college, I went to a little town called Arkadelphia, and they had 10,000 people. <laughs> My senior year of college, they got a Walmart, and it was the biggest deal for that town. Yes. Literally, people would go walk around the Walmart and stay up till 2 a.m. You got to be seen. Yeah, <laughs> being seen at the Walmart. Yes. And I'm like, what the f- 
is wrong with you guys? Like, like everybody was at Walmart. Like, it was the place to go. That's Little Towns for you, though. That's, how that's Little Towns, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's awesome. So, born and raised in Anadarko. When yeah. you, what year? I mean, how old are you? Uh, well, I was born and raised about 11 in Anadarko. Then I came to the city and the Norman area. So, so you went to the Anadarko's city. Anadarko's my home. Anadarko's my <laughs> you went to the city of like 50,000, 100,000? Yeah, a big difference from a small Well, oh, I get it. I get it. It's just funny. It's just oh, funny. Yeah. Like, you oh, went yeah. to the big city of 50,000 people. Oh, yeah. When I seen my first stoplight, I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, born and raised there for how long, would you say? I was about 11 when we left Anadarko. About 11 when we went to Anadarko. Do you ever go back? No, they got Walmarts and uh, it's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of Walmarts. <laughs> See, we're at like a town of a million surrounding area in like included. Like highways approved. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're a big city now. Yeah, I try, but I still wear my boots. <laughs> you definitely boots. do. You definitely do. All right, so uh, at eleven, you go to. Norman, you go through Norman High. Uh, it's about ninth grade. I ended up graduating at Guthrie Job Corps. Okay. Yeah, it's boarding school, but really great experience for any kid. Uh, they help you get a job. They help you get awesome. a GD or high school diploma, and they teach you a trade. That's the best part about that school. What trade did you learn? Which is funny, right? There we go. Come on. That's a great question. That's have Uh, to ask that question. I got my CNA, CMA through Job Corps. What's that? Uh, I seen a nursing field, a certified nursing assistant. Okay. Then then, uh, directly after that, I got my CMA, which is a certified medication uh, assistant. I passed out meds at a nursing home, basically. From there, I went to college at Vatara and got my RMA. And then shortly after, I started working at a car wash, and things changed. But that's why you're so proper. Most do you think, likely. Do you think that's why? Most likely. Most or was likely. that the way you were raised? My mom and dad, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so they really drilled that into oh, you. Yeah, they yeah. drilled it into you. kids' family should. Okay. Especially these days. So, I mean, that was drilled into me. But I'm, I'm not near as proper as you are. I mean, you're, you're like on the top proper. Which is a good thing. Like, it's a totally, it's totally a good thing. Um, I was thinking that maybe somewhere in that nursing and being into that, that maybe that. What did you like about that? Again, interacting with. People. It's the interaction. My, yeah, you you part. like people. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to anybody. About and anything. with nursing, you've got a problem and you're solving it. Yeah. Detailing, <laughs> much similar. You got a problem and you're solving it, and you got immediate much results. Similar. So I like from, the interaction, yeah. and you like the well. You like the immediate results. You like the, the the got a problem to solve it, and then the icing on the cake for you is the customer interaction, oh, yeah. telling you, "Oh, that was amazing." Yeah, that's definitely the best right. Part. That's the best. Like when you walk out to a car and the customer says, "Oh man, that looks better than it did the day I bought it." Right? That's a really good feeling. Absolute best. That makes your day, yeah. You could have spent 10 hours on that, fucking cussed your everything, (laughs) and when the customer says that, even if they don't tip you, (laughs) and they they say that, like, it's all gone out the window. It, like, hits you right inside, and you're like, fuck yeah, I did. Like, the rest of the day is like, you're on cloud nine. And once you prove you did your job and it looks amazing, yes. Yeah. That was always for me, too. Like, I enjoyed the work. Like, 
randomly, and I think it for me, it wasn't the OCD because I'm not OCD 100%. I'm the other way. Like, is there a un OCD? I don't know, like a like a opposite OCD. Um, that would be me. I enjoyed the process of cleaning the car. I enjoyed I enjoyed taking something that was dirty and making it beautiful. I enjoyed taking something that had you know, marring in the paint and glistening. I'm not so much, was never really huge on the interior. So if I was ever training somebody, they trained on interiors first. I always loved the gloss. I always loved the outside, especially at the car wash because as mobile, we didn't really have that interaction. It was more, I was going to people's homes, going to the businesses, picking up keys, doing the work, dropping off the key, like, not much of like, ooh, that was great. But at, when we was at, went to the car wash, like it was full on. They would pick up the car and they would ooh and all over it. Oh, yeah. That's the best, like absolute best. And so they didn't ooh and all over the interior, right? They ooh and all over when they walk up to the car and they see the exterior. And that's when they go, oh. Then they open up the door and the interior is just like the extra like, mm. I'm the other way. I, I like a challenge. I like a dirty interior. Oh, you do? I like it bad. Oh, no. I like dirty yeah. interiors. I like dirty interiors because I know I can... I know that when they come back, they're going to love it. Yeah. That's what always scared me was the people that would come through the car wash or mobile detail, either way, and their car was clean. On the, on, they're never really clean on the outside. They always need a wash, right? But when they're clean on the inside... What's the expectations on What's that? the expectation? Yes, like, yes. I get those cars all the time. Yeah, like, oh, shit, what do we got to do? I got to do more work because... Yes, yeah. Yes, you got to get it. But when you get the nasty ones, like, you know it's bad, and you're like, like oh, well, I'm just going to put a little bit more cleaner on, right? Like, it's all good. I just got to spray a little bit more shit on there. Right? That To me, that's the way I always looked at it. And then if I'm going to extract the carpets, I'm going to get everything out. Like, seats are always going to come clean their leather that's great when oh, you, yeah. you, when you can take seat. a leather seat that's dirty and make it clean that customer is going to be thrilled and that usually doesn't take that long at all I love leather seats love leather seats so all time favorite what's your your favorite part of the business overall like from going from putting on tire shine to now you're managing how many people I got 13 people at my location. So you're managing 13 people. You're running general estimate through the wash. How many, you know? On average, about at least two, 225 a day. Let's just say 200. Ran, you know, 200 people through the car wash. 50, 40, 30 of those through the... About 30. About service. 30 through the full serve. So you got a lot of management stuff. You got customer expectation. You got everything. What's your favorite part in the whole game? At the end of the day, the management thing that gets me a lot, I love being in charge. I love being responsible for people's vehicles and their overall expectations. But at the end of the day, it's still got to be the customer. The customer smile and just when they look at that vehicle, that that pride you take in knowing you were able to do that for them. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, all right, so I found my favorite. I came back to it. It's definitely that e juice. I could drink that e juice all night long. That wasn't for you. That wasn't for me. Too much taste. Too much taste. Did you pick a number one? 
I think number one, it was the Firefly. That's definitely. I think oh, yeah. we said that a second ago. But sorry, <laughs> we're now on this flight, and I've been on a low eating thing. I've just been working so much. I actually just haven't really eaten a lot. The only thing I've eaten all day was a chicken breast and a couple of vegetables. So I'm still waiting on my local uh, Oh, we're headed there right now. You ready? <laughs> I'm we're ready. gonna go. Dig in. That's literally Buffalo Wild Wings, one of my favorite places to go. It's Wednesday night. We're going to go get some dollar chicken fingers. That's the best. <laughs> Thai curry sauce. That's the only sauce they should sell. They should get away with everything else and just focus on Thai curry. No? I think we have to disagree, Mark. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to disagree on that one. I like like the honey or the teriyaki. Honey or the teriyaki? Yes. Right. See, on wings you could do flavor. On beer, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't so you're work. going for honey and teriyaki. Oh yeah. And a Miller Lite. Of course. Damn it! <laughs> Thought we could persuade you over. All right, Drew. Well, thank you so much for uh, letting us hang out, drink some beers. Really great time with you. Do you have Instagram? You got Facebook? We got our Facebook at the Cruising Auto Spa at gmail.com that's for our Bigsby location wait Love what it. no like if somebody wants to go on to Facebook where do they find you at Drew Hutchins on Facebook okay and then yeah. your company page is it's the cruising all spot the Bigsby location you okay two okay. locations you threw in a gmail or something I was like what uh, I think I ran between my gmail and our <laughs> gmail <laughs> yeah. I just ran with it Yes, at Bixby's Cruising Auto Spa on Facebook, or you can reach me at Drew Hutchins on Facebook. Cool, so anybody got questions about detailing at a car wash, or management questions, or just hit them up and be like, Drew, you're fucking badass. Like, cool. And uh, my name is Marty, of course. Uh, you can find us at Total Auto Solutions. And don't forget, we would love to have a great beer with you. We will be at SEMA. And we will be doing free beer pint night October 30th from 8 to 10 o'clock. But I'm telling you, you have to register. Go to freebeersema.com, register. We're going to have a lot of big names there. Fuck the big names. Like, you can come drink craft brewed beer, all you can drink from 8 to 10 o'clock. Drew, if you were going to SEMA, would you come drink free beer? Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. You would, wouldn't you? Sounds yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, you would. So come to freebeersema.com. Register today. We'll see you there. Drew, thanks so much again for your time. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, man. And everybody else, hope you make it a great day.